Like, I guess, I don't know. I know I'm, I'm sounding really fussy, but I I don't like when I've ordered food and then I'm on, I'm drive home. And then by the time I get home, it's all cold. It just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's fair. But when I worked at the burger place I used to work at uh, back in the day, I don't know. I had a certain, as bad as it sounds, especially for how greasy that fucking place was. I don't know. We'd have extra food left over, and a lot of the people I worked with were pretty chill. And I just, you know, stick a couple, you know, patties on a bun and go and have that at home later when I got back. And it was cold. It, like it, it was not fresh by that point. But I don't know. It was still good. It's, it's trashy food for sure. But I don't know. I have a certain fondness for at least fast food burgers. Even if they're not fresh, I still tend to enjoy them pretty well. Uh, I got the place I used to work at. Uh, at the end of the night, um, every like server or like uh, whoever like worked there could get uh, could get like a free dinner, or like at least worked in the restaurant part. Nice. Of the but yeah, you could get like one free dinner a night, and oh, it was so good. Especially, oh, that's great. Because it was like that's like a resort which had which I imagine would have like a big kitchen, so you're gonna be produ- just producing a lot of food anyways. Oh so yeah. At a certain point, like the food has to go, so. Yeah, fuck yeah, give it to your employees. Yeah, and it wasn't like 100%. it wasn't like a chain or anything. It was like a locally owned place, and all it was just like such good food. That rules. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about the food there because that's also where my boyfriend worked for a bit. So, yeah, I got kind of like a very generalized rule that I, like I don't always stick to, but I like to keep it in mind. There were like anytime I get takeout, I try to get things that I wouldn't make myself at home. Um, yeah. Or that, like, yeah, I haven't, yes. or like, I haven't looked up at home. So, like, oh, cool, like, I haven't made like bibimbap, so I'm gonna get that. Or yes. like fried chicken, I really, really do not want to mess around with a lot of hot <laughs> oils. Like, I've, I've made do- I, I've made like good donuts, and that was a huge trial. Like, getting rid mm. of all that oil is just, ugh, I hate it. But yeah. just means that I then like can go like, okay, I'm not really gonna get like a lot of burgers when I go out, unless it's like the winter. Or like I'm not gonna yeah. get like a hot dog. Like I make a hot dog or Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that um with the one exception, there's like a guy downtown who has uh Polish sausages at his hot dog stand. Those are really Ooh. good. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that uh that stand around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really good. Um, but I totally feel you when you're like you would only get things that you can't make at home. Cause like let's that's like why I've never I think once in my life I've actively ordered pasta because I always feel pasta is like that thing where like oh I can make that at home super easy I don't really I don't really want to pay for it while I'm out here I want to get something a little more intricate that I would have absolutely no skill in making it definitely depends because like yeah if it's just like normal pasta for sure but like it, uh at Eastside Mario's they have some like oh exquisite passes yeah. but they are like a special Italian specialty place so of course they will yeah oh well, and I guess like with Eastside Mario's like I, I I guess I just I shouldn't say I've only ordered pasta once um because I I do get the pasta at Eastside Mario's but I don't know if that really counts because I'm ordering it specifically for the sole purpose of the free soup <laughs> They're they're like appetizer uh system, I guess call it call it that, uh is really good. A hundred percent. Oh man. Give you, yeah, oh, bread. Say, that would be 
I'd be just set with that. Just go in, let me order beers, and just keep feeding me bread. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll gladly pay for it. That's, just keep yeah. bringing it. I I <laughs> can't imagine carb load. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Carb load. ridiculous! But it'd be so good while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't think I'm the only one who does this, but like I'll order that pasta dish, and then my entire meal is going to be just the free and limited super salad and then like that's my dinner when i'm there and then like i'll take the entire <laughs> pasta home for a second meal the next day wow <laughs> cheating the system yeah well, <laughs> I, 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 that's really pasta, cheating it it's just a, yeah the, past, the pasta is 17 i'm gonna eat the, i'm gonna save that for later and eat the soup and <laughs> salad so, like my that's two whole meals so my work like I guess like, yeah, I, I guess, uh, yeah, my, my, like my work is part of a larger organization. And, um, so there was like a, a cafeteria where like hey, staff can pay like five bucks on, I believe it's yeah. Five bucks on Fridays, uh, for lunches. And so like no one was really doing the take food away thing. And one day it was just like, I just got to grab a few pieces of fruit and just take them back to the office. Like I can just leave the apples in the fridge and take some bananas home. And one of the other guys in my group was like, ah, I don't know if you should do that. And another guy was like, ah, fuck it. And he got up and got like like a half bunch of bananas and some other stuff. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah. it is a it is a free open buffet style thing. Therefore, if you're in the room, you have access to all of it until you leave. So yeah. take what you can. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Fill your pocket you and then walk real fast. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you can't make it super obvious. Yeah, Man. you'll definitely have to walk super fast. Mm -hmm. Like, I would never do this at an actual buffet, right? Like, I won't, like, bring Tupperware containers to, like, a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to the Mandarin or something. Oh, so. <laughs> That's a good when way I, to get uh... banned from, like, a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bring Tupperwares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though when when I first got to uh, post secondary, um, one of the things that like um, we learned offhand, just like super under the table during Frosh Week, was like, "Here's how you steal food from the cafeteria." Listen, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one the one one person at the at the cash has really bad eyesight in their left eyes. What you want to do is you want to get someone else to distract them. <laughs> <laughs> then you just walk behind yep with your tupperware <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i don't i don't think yeah i would definitely not recommend the food box <laughs> oh wait sh shit we're, we weren't recording okay no, wait we... Before... no 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 <laughs> more deception up or not up or not we need to know <laughs> no the the delivery the delivery status has arrived and we are here and it's episode 31 of balcony banter oh how's it going you guys? Oh, oh that was good yeah that was a nice I segue slid right into that one um that's good that's good that's good i'm big b and i'm bees and we got well, Fly's still here, um, but I'm sure yeah. she's the, the reigning camp holder. Um, Fly but is we dying, also, dying in yeah. only and cannot be take out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see once the skeleton rises from the shadows once more. <laughs> he may he may have something to say to that, but until then, 
Uh, and with his dark presence looming, at least for now, well into the distance. We also have Stu with us this week. Good old Didgery Stu. <laughs> Boy there. Always a pleasure to have you folks on. Yeah. Thank you. Battle Thank of you. the Lurkers today. Battle of the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win their spot this week? Boy. I don't know. I'll tune in next week to find out. But <laughs> in the meantime, uh, how's everyone's weeks been? been pretty okay uh i was gonna say um you should you should definitely post that picture you doodled of me as the fly uh camping on the balcony <laughs> i i super cute definitely do that and actually i may do that here now while we record awesome live tweeting on podcast <laughs> it's that's the good shit right there yeah, um, check out our Twitter. Um, we uh, Big V's gonna upload a picture that he doodled of me, me as a little fly camping out on the balcony. It's super cute. Thus, forever timestamping this exact conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of wild, eh? <laughs> Thinking about that, I'd be able to scroll back through and you know that's just posted at like four twenty three a.m. <laughs> like just to mess everybody yeah, just to up, throw everyone off. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say right at four twenty, and I was gonna say that's pretty fucking on brand, I guess. But I guess so. Our Twitter is at balcony underscore banter, so check it out now to see Bigby's awesome little doodle skills. You're getting the shout outs in early tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't. Whoa! I'm so sorry Whoa. about that. I'm so sorry. My phone there's, went off. There's all the reactions from our tweet just now. We're I'm blowing so up. sorry. Coming in hot. The fly is buzzing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm buzzing. That was my bad. Let me turn that off. <laughs> oh boy. We I mean, are. I only just remembered to mute my to mute my shit. So. I did. That was an alarm, and they go. Th it goes through the silent mode. I'm sorry. Oh no worries. Actually, that's a good reminder for me to turn mine off or put it on silent. <laughs> All right, phone we are on the phone ball check. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always that like scared panic when, um, if you're like the one dude who forgot to turn off your phone in the theater. Oh yeah. <laughs> that happened I'm, to be once. I, I've I, been that guy oh, before. Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm getting that in meetings so... a lot at work, where like, oh yeah, I will just forget to. Put, I will just have my have had my phone on sound for a long time, and I'll be in the middle of like an hour long meeting. We're like 40 minutes in, and then like, wait, what the hell? Okay, sorry, my phone for some reason is asking me if I want to join this chat again, uh... <laughs> and I can't get rid of the screen, so that's another problem. Uh, boy. Phone was like decline. I'm like decline what? It's not that, even showing a Discord logo. Has uh, your phone been kind of like acting up lately, or just kind of this one thing? Eh, it's it's a bit old at this point. Yeah, it's, I need uh, to get a new one myself. Yeah, yeah it's Galaxy S S. I uh, want to say six. Um, so it's about like I don't know six six or so years old at this point. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm basically gonna run That's it into bad. the ground. Like, <laughs> that ain't I kind of wish I could do that with my phone, but it's starting to get kind of fucky. It's like not even that old, but um, it has. Well, I, I um, like all phones have this feature now, or I shouldn't say all, but most though, uh, has this feature where it's like at the charging. If it thinks the charging port is wet, like, and you put the charger in, it will oh, refuse yeah. to charge. Oh, it's like a safety thing, I guess. 
or what whatever it's for. Uh, but mine's like sometimes it'll think the charging port's wet when it's not, and Ooh. so it'll just refuse to charge sometimes. Is it on like high humidity days that happens? Not really. At least that's actually a good thing I should be looking out for, but I don't think so. I have definitely had issues like that with a phone before. It's, I mean, sensors like that can get fucky. And if they do, especially if it has, you know, like gating features like that to prevent you from doing shit, it's, uh, it's kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's a way. There might be a way to just disable that shit. That would be nice. Or else you might have to eventually start like taking your phone into your into your bathroom to charge it and then hit it with a hair dryer, like and just <laughs> blast it for a few seconds before jamming the power cord in. That's what I've had to do sometimes. Wow. Like oh, nice. even when it was perfectly dry, just like yeah, I had to get the hair dryer, sit there, and I don't know why. It's not even that like oh there may have there may have been like an accidental like somehow bit of water but like I had the power cord like accidentally slip out while it was in and immediately put it back in and it's like oh moisture detected we I'm not charging anymore oh dang it's like, what boss, the fuck I'm too wet you can't charge me up and like you, know, you <laughs> no, you're not I I know you're not you were just charging literally two seconds ago ah technology. Oh, yeah. It's fun when it works. It's awful when it doesn't. Yeah. Hey, Keith, thank you for liking our tweet. We appreciate it. Oh, shit. Man, we should do a live streamed episode at some point. That would be pretty wild. That would be, be cool. cool. Um, man, how that's will, how will we cover our countless blunders. <laughs> 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 That's that's the thing. We'd be doing it live. There would be no covering. Yeah, we have oh. to be on the ball that night. We we'll have like a we'll have like a ten second delay where you could just hit a panic button and end and end stream. <laughs> it turn stops about twenty times. We try to get off on the right foot. <laughs> oh man, I mean to be fair, our recording sessions usually aren't even that bad. Speaking of uh, technology, though, we oh, had quite man. a bit of video game talk in the pregame before. Oh, yeah, we did. Anyone oh. playing anything interesting this week or, or just in general? It, it was me. I was the one playing the video games. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, you guys know I'm a gamer. He's an <laughs> e-boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hot, a resident hot gamer girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't can't put this body on Twitch. Dingo would, Dingo would be the best. Dingo would be the best in hot tub streams. What the fuck is this? Oh, have you? I, gotta, oh. I I don't know if I mentioned on the on the podcast before, but like the when hot tub streams first came up, and like I saw it like go across my Twitter. I was like, I I saw like a couple of like like short videos of the hot tub streams. I was like, I was like, oh man, this this is gonna, this is a big mistake. Like if though if those ladies ever get a little bit too much water out of that tub, they could be looking at like a black mold situation. And like that was the first thought in my head of like, ah oh, dang, I hope like they got like good flood like good flood insurance. <laughs> they got all of their outlets like covered. Yep. Don't have any wires on the floor. Make sure that like hopefully they've got like a tray underneath to catch any any excess mm -hmm. water. I just mm -hmm. hope that they're prepared in that sense. And then I saw all the chuds going like, girls, and I was like, oh. Oh, I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't yeah. know. I I I'll say this is the first this is like the most I've really listened to about this topic, but I did see a lot of people on Twitter suddenly talking about Twitch's new hot tub meta. Oh my god. <laughs> so I, I'm only slightly aware of this, but uh I I just can't stop thinking now about Dingo like in like a bikini in the hot tub just sitting there. Because <laughs> like chat. You, you know Dingo just like he wouldn't know what to do with himself. He'd just be sitting there like <laughs> I'm here, I guess. This is fine. Hey guys, Hey guys, we're gonna try to build this Gundam. Um, but it, it, the hot tub and all and all and all this uh water, it's gonna be hard to like get the glue to fix, but oh um... my God. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I uh spent a good Spent a lot of my leisure time, aside from um, a, a tabletop game that I try to try to run weekly, bi-weekly with folks. Um, spent a lot hey. of my, like didn't really have anything else to do this last week, so I spent a lot of time um, playing a few games. So, oh, and I, I finished up Castlevania Season Four, but I'm potentially talk about that a bit later. Um, but yeah, like the three games I played a lot of this last week are Everhood, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen, modded to hell and back, uh, and Chivalry 2. Um, I guess I'll start at the top there, but like Everhood um, is like a really cool rhythm-based uh, like action RPG. And it's very, very directly inspired by Undertale. In the first five seconds of the game, you go, oh, it's an Undertale. And the devs like have done interviews where they talked about the fact that like Undertale was a huge influence on them, and they wanted to make a game that would like you know hit some of the same general feelings that people had playing that. Um, so the thing that you do in Everhood is that every single enemy that you fight is playing music, and you're playing kind of a reverse. Uh, kind of a reverse guitar hero slash DDR, where your character's on on a field, and they're like five slots, and you can like bounce between like the five spots as the notes are coming down, and you're trying to dodge the notes either by like moving to the next spot or by jumping over them or by doing like a big kickflip, and eventually you get other abilities. But you know, it's a bunch of like really cool songs that last like maybe a couple minutes, and all the boss fights are just really really like intense because you're like trying to pay attention to the cool music and the boss character at the top of the screen who's doing fun stuff but at the same time you're desperately just moving the character in between all the notes trying not to get hit and it's on beat and off beat notes so it's not like you can just go in there and be like i'm good at rhythm games i can rhythm the shit out of it you're you will lose you need to move against things but it's really cool um there are like it there looked are... really neat from some of the the things I saw on like the Steam store for like previews and stuff. It looked interesting. Yeah, I definitely suggest checking out like checking out a video of it because a lot of the videos are do a great job presenting like the chaos of the battles, and like also I I I, I might go back to it, but I hit an ending in that game that has a lot of endings by the looks of it. I haven't really looked at that much, but I got to a point in the narrative where. I was like, I don't want to do this thing. And then I went in a different direction and then fought what seems to be like one possible end boss. That took me about an hour to beat. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. It was like, it was about a five, 
five minute long song and just intense like intense movement intense dodging just trying and of course every single single time i got to the next section of the boss fight i was like oh man that's really cool and then i die I'm like okay I need oh. to... we'll go back to the start and there was a point where i, I had to kick the the difficulty i had to kick the difficulty down because the difficulty in the game is how much because you could take three i think it's like three hits before you die and there's a recharge period where you get health back so if you get hit you can dodge around and you know mm try to get health back but the higher the difficulty is the longer it takes for you to get that recharge and there was a point where i had hit about 10 times in a row and was like i'm not gonna get past this so drop difficulty then blitz past that part great time it's it's really cool if like if undertale's your thing if you like if you like good rhythm games and just if you like unique gaming experiences like it's only you should check out. What's it called again? Everhood. Oh, I do. I'm, yeah, I've been looking at it on Steam. It, I definitely see like the Undertale like vibe to it, but yeah, yeah the combat system, yeah, it's like it's basically like kind of Guitar Hero in the sense like uh, it's like a, a long, uh, long five section. It's like a long five space track. Yes, and thank notes you. Are coming, yeah, notes are coming towards you. And yeah, you have to either dodge out of the way, side to side, or jump over them. And there are points where you have to jump and dodge and move around. And there's some mm -hmm. notes that you can't jump over. There's some notes that you like that are like tall notes, so you can't jump over them. So you have to dodge. And yeah, and you don't see them that far in advance. So a lot of it is is like Twitch gameplay, but really like really really satisfying. Like all, I don't think there's a single like there's not a single bad song in that game. Like they're all. They're all catchy and fun, um, hmm. and you know a few a few other fun mini games. Like there's a really really fun like kart race mini game at one point. So it's so, not it's not just the uh, the guitar hero dodge mechanics. So uh, for the most part, though, is it like kind of like a boss only? Not only, but like a boss majority like game. Like you just fight one boss, try to move on to the next, try yeah. to move on to the next. Oh, okay, and it's stuff like, oh hey, you need to get uh, you need to get money to get into this club. Like, they're not going to let you in unless you can show some cash. So you go to the mm. ATM, and the ATM tries to kill you. So you're, oh, okay. you're dodging around the ATM's, like, attacks as it's, <laughs> as it's throwing stuff at you. And then when you get into the club, you bump into a dude, and his drink falls out of his hands. And he goes, I'm going to fucking kill you. Very, very Yakuza-like uh, side quest thing of, <laughs> you, you asshole, I'll kill you, which kind of... That's the way most Yakuza subplots resolve is someone going, I'll kill you, and then you fight them. <laughs> Usually knocking sense into them. But yeah, this guy goes, I'll kill you, and then you have a battle with him on the dance floor as you're dodging all of his attacks. Uh, yeah. And, and I love the sounds of all that, of this. I haven't found a good rhythm game in a while. Yeah, that does look really cool. Um, it kind of reminds me, yeah, I definitely see The Undertale, but I kind of see like a lot of Cuphead in that in the sense yeah. like it's a lot of like boss fights and yeah the three hits and you're done it's like decently hard mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that game so i think i uh, really will check this out it does look yeah interesting. yeah it's really good i can see i spent about i want to say i want to say about four hours on it um but 
I could definitely see just just due to the fact that I think there are a bunch of different endings or a bunch of different things you could do. And at the point where the game presented me a bunch of options, I went, I'm not going to do those. I'm going to do this one. So there are a bunch of battles that I didn't do. Um, and yeah, like there's there's quite a lot there. And it's I, I was gonna say yeah i i agree that the uh the sprites remind me of like a very much uh undertale vibe but it's set up in those like five channels the way guitar hero was which is like that's such a cool combination oh yeah that is a really cool combination yeah it's, it's i almost even looking at it too see like uh in terms of how they lay out some of the sprite work and stuff too, and even like Shovel Knight to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, especially with there. There are a couple of characters who could definitely be in a Shovel Knight game. It's uh, it's cool. It looks like it takes a lot of inspiration from a lot of different indie stuff, and yeah, yeah. I mean, having the the lanes laid out like that, it's smart design in terms of playing off of how you know most people understand Guitar Hero, right? But it. It takes the concept and kind of plays with it in a bit of a different way. That's cool. Oh, it was released in March of this year. Yeah, it's a pretty recent game. Oh, yeah, it's a new one. It's very good. I'd highly recommend it to people who like. I would also say it's a it's a very funny game too. Like it, it does a really good job with its sense of humor, especially in especially in the boss battles of. Oh, I'm fighting an ATM now. And the the ATM is doing is doing like it's doing like ASCII winks and emotes at you while it's talking about how it's going to kill you and throwing like big green laser beams down the track. And I love that. I it I, I'm definitely gonna end up checking this out, and I'll probably just end up you know buying it because I yeah it's only eleven. Oh, that's great! I didn't even check the price yet, but that's great. I'll I'll just get it. Um, I I. I freaking love rhythm games i haven't played them in a while though so mm -hmm. i'll i will check that out yeah and, um, and like i said it's kind of it's kind of like a rhythm game and a not rhythm game because what you really want to do is stay off the beat like you don't want to get hit okay. on the beat and you can't really uh, depend on only jumping on the beat yeah. like the beat the beat is when the like notes are coming down to hit you and so like you'll say you're facing someone who's got like a guitar and yeah. they're doing a guitar riff or someone with a horn and like they'll play a long note you'll see like a yeah. big bunch of like bolts come down the track and so you just need to avoid that entire note so that's great it, oh i love i like that um it just the way that you're describing it how you're um you're fighting like you know on the tracks on the beat it um it just reminded me that there was a game that i wanted to check out that my brother was really obsessed with for a while um bullets per minute i don't know if you guys have heard of it but it's a, um like a roguelike rpg um you're like dungeon crawling uh first person and you've got you know various guns and whatnot um but you can only shoot your bullets on the beat and it will the game will like have those gunshots overlapping with the really cool great music um I, I would really recommend checking out a trailer um if you have the time while you're while you're on mute because it's 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 really <laughs> atmospheric and really cool that's cool it's like a first person oh um what was that game um when you're in the dungeon 
and oh crypto the necrodancer necrodancer yeah yeah i love necrodancer I never, oh, I never yeah. played the uh, Cadence of Hyrule game they put out. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't like it as much as original Crypt, um, but it is very fun. Mm. Like, yeah, it's still fun. But um, I don't know. Like, I just had a lot more difficulty with it. And there were certain things where, like, the for some reason, the beat... Uh, it didn't it wasn't as intuitive and just something i can't remember what it was but there was something about um that specifically the hyrule one that i was just constantly thrown off and i wasn't getting the beat right I, oh i remember now it was um using like shields and deflections when little octoroks are poofing at you and uh you you can find a specific beat to reflect it back at them but i just couldn't get it for some reason I don't know. Hmm. It's a lot harder than than it should have been. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of a lot of enemies in Crypt that have projectiles. And I guess the, 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 was the Octorok Rock like was it moving spaces on the beat or was it moving like off beat a little bit? It was on beat, but the spacing was always really weird because hmm. um, it would you couldn't you couldn't do it. I don't know, like, there was something about the, the spacing that really messed me up, because if you held up the shield when it was one space away from you, then it would, then you would put down your shield on the next beat, and then it hits you. But then I also remember having a simultaneous issue of putting up the shield on the beat when it hits you, but then it hits you anyways. And I just remember never figuring out what the beat was supposed to be when I was supposed when when, when you would def, uh, uh, deflect the Octorock rock, so I don't know. I I I mean, people should still check it out. I think it was still fun, um, but I would definitely recommend Original Crypt over the Hyrule one. Yeah, Original Crypt's real good. I bounced good. off it it the first time, and then I came back to it when. Uh, giant bomb does like big end of the year um game like they do big end of the year streams and podcasts for like all the games that they enjoy playing and mm -hmm. on one of them they were talking about best music and there were a couple of people who were going like to hell and back for the shopkeeper music and i was like okay maybe i should check this out again like and yeah mm -hmm. it stuck with me the second time it is quite a good game i've, I've played a good little bit of it myself yeah. well, what's the game called sorry crypt of the necro dancer um it's like a it's a dungeon crawler but oh. you explore the dungeon on the beat hmm. and all enemies have a specific pattern according to uh according to the music and the beat hmm. um and every oh, level, it's so great every level yeah. is a different is a different song with a different cadence yeah, and you have to be really, really careful because there's a modifier that gets built up the longer you're able to keep the beat and longer you're able to make attacks, and so you get more, yeah. you'll get better bonuses and like more gold to buy items if you're keeping mm -hmm. the beat if you're attacking at the right time. Um, it's really easy once you get in. Once I, uh, it's really easy to get into a flow, but once you lose the flow of Necrodancer, oh, yeah. 
you need to really figure out in that game how to get it back. And that's one of the things that bounced yeah. me off it originally is that I couldn't figure out how to get how to get the beat back and how to get back on track really. But it's really Yeah, cool. I I found for me if I messed up, I just physically looked at the bars as it was uh, as it passed the middle point and then I just started tapping as I saw it physically move and then that would help me get back into the groove. Mm. Man, I'll have to check out both these games because I do enjoy like a good like rhythm game. Crypt of the Necro Dance was really nice. It's really easy just to like pick up and play. Yeah, a hundred percent. The first level of the dungeon is very, very uh forgiving for new players. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of unlocks and different kind of different ways to play in the dungeons. And yeah, you can start it, it is roguelike, so you can You'll start to get you'll start to get like diamonds that you can use to get unlocks at the start of every run, or say, "Hey, I don't want these items to show up, or I really want these items to show up in the run." So you can kind of like pare it down to what really works for you, and then gun it. And then at a certain point, you just start killing the shopkeeper all the time and blowing up all the walls. And at a certain point in most roguelites that have a uh, a shopkeeper. You just start murdering them all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once you're once you go like, you know what, bud? You got a great singing voice. That's fortunately all you got. That's all you got. <laughs> and your life is worth next to nothing if I can get them boots. That's kind of like a strat in another like dungeon crawler game called like uh Spelunky. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, Spelunky. I've heard of that game. I've never really played it though. I've never played it either, but like I've seen uh, some YouTubers play it, and like it does look pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Spelunky's got like a has a like I've, I've followed a few people who played a lot of Spelunky, and I didn't watch a ton of it, but it definitely it definitely hits that a little bit of that same itch of all right, I'm gonna see how far I get this time, and I know that I could probably take the shopkeeper. The shopkeeper in that game. Um, is by far probably the most aggressive shopkeeper of any of these games. Because uh, as soon as you get on the shopkeeper's bad side, he just pulls out a shotgun and starts oh, running yeah. at oh, yeah. speed, just blaming it. It is that it is really hard to like take out the shopkeeper, but one if you can, the reward is so worth it. Yeah. And the the, the thing I definitely seen about it is that just like Necrodancer, you can hit a point where everything just falls apart. And it's usually mm-hmm. from it's usually from you trigger something, you get hit by, you get knocked back, you get hit by another thing, you get knocked back again, and then you just get chain killed by events. Yeah, um, one yeah. false move can like throw your whole run run away. And speaking of one false move, I won't talk too uh, much about it, but I've been playing uh, play a bunch of XCOM two. It's a going. Yep, which is all about. Um, which is all about reloading when the game pulls some bullshit on you, or you accidentally misclick, um, or in some cases where an enemy just refuses to end their turn and thus locks the game. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I really, really like XCOM and XCOM 2 from Firaxis. Um, I was a big fan um, when I played like a, basically a, a ROM of uh, XCOM UFO Defense, and like I think I played it like originally in like a DOS box shell because that like the original XCOM UFO Defense is I believe 1990 no sorry 1988 I want to say oh no 94 I'm way off but yeah, it's a 1994 game 
Um, in some ways, the 1994 game is more complicated than the uh, the XCOM that got developed by Firaxis uh, in I want to say 2010. But like they're they're great they're great strategy games. Um, if you don't know, in XCOM, you're part of a like international paramilitary group whose entire goal is to track down and stop aliens from like abducting people and attacking the Earth. And eventually you try to find out the origins of where all these aliens are coming from when they're like attacking cities and trying to take people away and like steal resources. And you, know, you, you eventually find it your way back and fight them. Um, and it's like a strategy game in which you, you're kind of moving your characters around around the environment. Um, there's the, a bunch of real classic XCOM math moments in those games where you'll go, well, this guy has a 95% chance to hit this sectoid on a shot which is basically like you know your 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 standard tall thin big eyed alien and you'll take the shot and he'll fucking miss and you'll go shit well i got two more guys this turn one's got like 88 percent, the other guy's got 92 surely they will hit and then they just whiff it entirely Aww. and then that sectoid then takes two steps forward and blows the brains out of one of your best troopers so people have done people have really gone to that game's code like people have really hacked into it to try to figure out if XCOM math is bullshit or not. It just <laughs> because of the way the strategy layer works in this game, it is so <laughs> fucking egregious when you just when you go, surely they can't miss for the third time at ninety-eight percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Surely oh, this man. Pokemon can't miss a hydro <laughs> for the fifth time. My my absolute my absolute favorites from XCOM is just seeing people like it's like ninety eight and you're like two feet away and it still misses. It's so good because the game will do this like because it's on like a a a top down uh, like isometric view like a like a Diablo or Baldur's Gate, um, and then when you take a shot, it'll zoom in back behind your soldier as they like aim on the alien and they sight it down. And like, if you ever get a shotgunner and you run right up to an alien and you go like 98%, let's go. And you click that button, shotgunner will look up at the alien. They're literally like six inches away from them. Like the butt of the gun is almost touching the, touching the snake person's chest. And then they'll just wrench off to the side and just shoot the shotgun off into empty space. Ooh. It just, it looks really It's so funny. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yep. And because the game, I, I put a bunch of mods into it. Um, and like the game, both both games, XCOM one and two, um, have they they've got their they got their fair share of bugs and you know slowdown problems. It's it's running a lot of math in the background and seems to really like chunk it up when it's trying to run the math. So even if you'll get to points where you're like, okay, it's a hundred percent to hit this shot. Sometimes because the game is slow and how it's displaying events, you'll see your guy take the shot nothing will happen your heart will seize and then like half a second later you'll hear the alien die and then it'll fly backwards huh. <laughs> yeah so yeah xcom it, games they've got some troubles um the one thing that you uh big b were kind of like wait what about is that i have i had an iron man run of xcom one uh basically end because i didn't i wasn't backing up my saves which if I ever do Iron Man games, I'm keeping a, a I'm keeping a separate physical copy um, of my save file outside of the game's folder because of this one time in XCOM where I was in the middle of a mission, 
and XCOM will autosave you at the end of every turn in Iron Man. And you, of course, it's an Iron Man game, so you only got one save. And I reached a point where I was in a mission, and none of my characters could make a move that would let them get a shot at this one guy. And without fail, every single time the round ended, the one guy would run behind a rock, he'd take full cover, and then he wouldn't end his turn. Oh. And so the game just like stalled out on me. It would refuse, oh. like, Damn. no matter what I did, I, I couldn't kill him. I had nothing that could go forwards. I tried like telling my troops to grenade themselves. Like, okay, maybe, maybe if I kill my own trooper that's closest to the sectoid, maybe then he'll do something different. Like, no, he just, he really fucking loves that rock. He loves Damn. getting behind. <laughs> and it was, it was very much me going, like, okay, the computer figured out that the only way it can beat me is to not play and not let me play. Wow. Yeah. So I'm playing SCOM 2. I'm having a good time. I got a couple friends who have been telling me for ages I need to play it. I've been putting it off. I'm playing it with all the DLC and a bunch of mods. It's just a, a good fun time. Um, aside from, you know, the XCOM math and bullshit happening. Um, bullshit up until including me going, well, all my characters are stealth. And in XCOM 2, when your character's stealth, uh, you you essentially have a you have a chance to surprise the enemy. And some characters have have extra abilities that mean that if they attack from stealth, there's a chance that they might not lose stealth. So you, if you're really lucky, you can chain together a bunch of events to take off a couple, take out a couple guys before they even know you're there. Um, and in theory, the game should tell you when you're taking an action that breaks that concealment. But I've had it a bunch of times where I'll hover over an ability and then like, cool, it doesn't have the angry red eye. I can use this and they won't find out. And then I use it and every enemy on the field just goes <laughs> and then what rush was that? <laughs> Wait, do we do we do we hear that guy hack that that street lamp off? Oh the street well, lamp turned off. It's, it's fucking go time. Um and other fun ones like, oh, I'm in a I'm in a building with no windows. No, there's there's no like venting. There's not. It's just like a series of rec of rectangular rooms set next to each other. And I'm like, okay, that next batch of enemies, they know I'm here, but I can post everyone up outside this door, set everyone into Overwatch, which is if an enemy moves in their sight line on on the enemy's turn, they'll take a shot at them. So you can set up like you know fields of fire and try to try to take enemies out as they're trying to advance towards you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna set everyone up in Overwatch. They have to come through this door. This is the only way in. And then on the enemy's turn, this one guy who's got a big like acid grenade launcher just shoots the acid grenade launcher over the wall and through the ceiling. And just, yeah, and the, like critically injures three of my dudes. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna take that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of saves coming. I'm I'm having a pretty good time though. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I've I've found copies of XCOM 2 for the PS4 at Dollarama. Mm. Wow, Dollarama, damn. Yeah, damn. I, I would bet that would run pretty badly on PS4. <laughs> Look, I, I put I put my computer together like this last December, and it's a pretty good computer. And it's chugging on XCOM 2. Oh, Damn. really? Yeah. Which I find so interesting because it came out forever ago. Yeah, it's 2016. Would you say wow. it's just like poorly optimized, or that's that's kind of the feeling I get. And also, <laughs> and also, it's really tough to tell 
XCOM 1 had a lot of the same problems, but it's tough now for me to tell if I'm running issues that are related to XCOM 2 or if they're related to the, I think, 50 mods I installed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well. <laughs> there are definitely supports where I'm like, hey, I got a new character. Oh, they don't have arms. Uh, I, need to mo- I need to go into the customization menu and give them arms again. <laughs> And sometimes you... I think I found our problem. Yeah. I've I, I've been in that position though, where you mod the hell out of a game, you boot it up, you're like, no, okay, we're booting up, everything's fine, everything's looking good, and then you get like an hour or two into playing, and then you see like, oh yeah, this character model, the textures are fucked, and they're missing like their <laughs> eyes. <laughs> something <laughs> fucked here. All right, now I guess we gotta go back and see because something oh. got fucked up here. Something's wrong. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of aliens, though, and uh, oh. and big forces that defend them, um, the <laughs> I have been playing a certain game lately because uh, I I hadn't played it in a little bit, but I was on YouTube and watching uh, uh, Mr. McMuscles, uh, Matthew McMuscles, playing playing some of this uh, and uh, King. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I showed it to to Mr. Matthew McMuscles because he listens to this. Uh, you know what? It would be cool if he did, though. <laughs> it would be really cool. I oh. love them so much. Do more reviews of fighting game characters' clothing. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he will. But uh, yeah, so I I decided to boot this up and play it again because there's there's some coming out for it. The series is getting some some love and. Uh, I I quite love it. That is uh, Earth Defense Force. EDF. 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 <laughs> Absolute. Um, oh, I love this series so much. Wait, I, which uh, one? So Earth good. Earth Defense Force. Force. <laughs> oh, but like, uh, I'm looking it up. There's like Earth Defense Force Five. There's like, oh yeah. They're, Earth they're Defense like Force Five. Yeah, Earth Defense Force 5 is like, te- well, it's kind of the newest one. The newest one technically is World Brothers, but that's like a weird, uh, like, blocky, voxel-style, like, side game that they did. Well, I think even, maybe Iron Rain, I think, actually might be the newest one outside of that, but that was also kind of a side game. But um, EDF 6 is coming, uh, which is like the the next big installment, but... I actually am still back on 4.1 because I haven't actually ponied up for 5 yet. Uh, I'm thinking about it, but then again, with 6 coming, I'm not sure if I'm just going to go for that. But, oh man, it's... Have you... Who... Is anyone on here? Well, I know you've played it a little bit, Fly, but has anyone else on here... Well, I, I guess yeah, I know you know a bit about it too, Stu, but... I know I, guess... I, I played a bit with, <laughs> with a buddy of mine who's way into them, um, and it's, it, it's... I think it was EDF 3... I could be wrong about that, but it remains one of the only games I could think of in like the last, I want to say like decade or more that I felt like physically ill playing. (laughs) And it was because I got to a point (laughs) where there were so many fucking giant ants on the screen and I couldn't, I I could see next to nothing. And there was just so much movement that I started to feel, I started to feel motion sickness in a really weird way. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Damn. Did you get that? Well. Oh my god. Well, okay. Yes. Okay, but to be fair, I think we need to have an important caveat, which is you get motion sick at a lot of things. 
That's <laughs> true. I was simply driving on the 401 today and I got Damn. sick. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I feel bad, but at the same time, that's... It's, <laughs> um, so I, I guess you didn't listen last week, Stu, but uh, we got into like a long discussion about how like I have the weakest stomach in the world and like everything makes me motion sick. <laughs> well, I think we also talked about the uh, the hardcore Henry theater viewing, uh, yeah. which I'll give you that movie. That movie was a lot. Like I, I'm pretty good handling stuff like that. I'll admit, like there's a lot of things that sort of style, I guess, that can make people queasy that I can handle. That that one was pretty wild. So I'll give you, and an EDF can definitely get pretty nuts. So with yeah. how much they, throw I think when, at you. when you and I played it, Big B, um, I think I we capped it at like twenty to thirty minutes, uh, like per session, because I would just start feeling toward like really queasy towards the end of like a specific mission. I'm like, all right, we're done. Yeah. We hit the screen at the end of this mission. I have to log off, or I'm vomiting all over this keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's uh, it's definitely a lot. But um, have you ever seen any gameplay of it, bees? No, I haven't. So basically, um, I'm looking. I'm looking up a little bit now, but uh, go on. Sorry. Oh no, for sure. Um, yeah, like it, it's basically a part of what you're seeing in the image is like you you are a ground trooper as part of the Earth Defense Force, and these aliens have shown up and they're dropping big giant bugs. That they'll call them giant insects in game, but they'll never refer to them as the insects that they are. Uh, there are giant like spiders that you'll be fighting, and they will specifically refer to them as large spider-like insects. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost—it's almost as if they live in a universe where they've only read about about insects in books, <laughs> and they're not just like, "Oh, it's a big spider," or "That's a big ant." They're like, "Oh, it's some type of giant six-legged pincer <laughs> insect yeah. thing," or yeah, well, I... spider-like creature. I haven't played. I guess we should address. I haven't played five, but I, you have, you have actually introduced me Stu, to the the notorious meme that came out of that game because that yep. game uh, introduced giant humans that you could fight. They're they're they are in fact just like us. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a bit, yeah if that if you have humanoid. If you have okay, it's a bit where you're in the middle of like this big attack. It's 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 one of the EDFs don't all occur in the same timeline. It seems it's it's one of the EDFs where previous games have happened. So the aliens have well, come back, yeah. and they got all these flying saucers. So you're you're shooting down the flying saucers, and then they start beaming down these gigantic humanoids that are like several stories tall. And someone in the general soldier squad just shouts out something. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. They shouts out, "They look just like us." Like, like it's like I can't do it. I can't fight them. They're they're too similar to us. But they're giant frogmen. Yeah, they yeah, don't look human yeah. at all. Close to us. So good. It's perfect. oh, they look just like us. Yeah. I, I think like every every human in the EDF world has a some kind of brain filter on where they can't quite detect that things are insects when they are. They <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, and they can't quite detect when things are human and not human if they're walking on two legs. <laughs> the like, dialogue. I, assume, I, I mean, assume yeah. If EDF soldier saw a dog walking on its hind legs, they might just die. <laughs> it's it, it's all the dialogue is great though because it's all just shit like that. Like 
<laughs> there'll be like a general come on over the radio and is like, yes, we must defeat the giant insects. If we don't defeat the giant insects, mankind will be doomed. And like that's it. Yeah. They'll just leave you with that. But it's yeah, like it's all just shit. It's all so corny over the top. Like you are this ground soldier in this big city. All the buildings can be destroyed, and there are massive bugs and robots and all kinds of shit. And like in huge droves just getting thrown at you. And the game does scale really well when there's a massive robot stomping his big feet around. Like you feel like a tiny little soldier in the midst of all of this. Uh, but it's it's wild. It really lets you have fun with the chaos. There's tons of tons of weapons to collect, and you can play as like four different classes. And then it's not even just like oh, you're like this soldier on the ground. You can be a dude in like a big power armor suit, like almost almost like a, a mini mech, basically. Or you can be the dude who can literally just call in like a giant fucking mech that you can pilot and smash buildings with. Or you can be the jetpack anime lady, like I am usually. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's 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 just it's ridiculous. It's over the top, but it's it's so good. It's so much fun. Yeah, I looked it up on YouTube, and the first thing that popped up was the review of the worst best game ever. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Because like every game they right put here. out is like it doesn't feel like that much of an iteration generally. Like EDF five going from that like to that from four point one. It's not a big graphics change, but they add a lot of new like equipment in and new like enemy types and stuff like that here and there as it goes. And it's it's a good time. I like the concept of it. Yeah, I like the concept of it sounds sick. Uh, sick. Just being, yeah, this soldier, this tiny one human soldier against this alien armada just being thrown at you. Oh, yeah. And you can play online with friends. They'll give you like little like AI guys that'll like fight with you too and shit. And like all the soldiers are goofy too because they'll all be running along and then they'll start chanting like these goofy little like war songs. That's a very important like part of the game. Like probably maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe the most important part of the game is that there is a whole wheel where, you know, you pop up the wheel and you can say very <laughs> things like, yes, good, let's go. Um, but the only two viable, the only two actual ones that you should pick if you're an EDF fan are just EDF, and then everyone around you starts chanting EDF, and you keep chanting EDF, or whatever battle song the game has. And the battle <laughs> songs are, they are cheesy, but they're also sick. And Save every... our Mother Earth from any alien attack. For vicious, vicious giant insects who have once, once again come back. <laughs> we'll unleash all our forces. We won't cut them any slack. The EDF deploys. And every single one of those lines is the same conversation option, but just the next line. So yep. you could spend an entire match paying attention to nothing but just trying to sing the cool EDF song. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that one and at least one other one, I think, too. Like, it's literally just every verse is like its own voice line option. Yep. And that's the important part. You either sing the songs or you scream EDF at the top of your lungs. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, my goodness. It's so great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like... That's the thing. Like, as goofy as it is, like, I wouldn't want it any other way, Um, for one, but... 
the gameplay is actually like really solid there it's a lot of fun there's actually like a decent little bit of depth to like how it can play uh it, it i will say there are actually some points later on in some of the missions too that get pretty bullshit hard but it is it is an excellent time big recommend and actually with that uh we should probably start moving, making our way to the recommendation corner, our little shout-out corner. Can I go week. first in that case? You sure. can. Because I've got a... I, I will a, allow this. <laughs> I have a brief I have a brief segue that I was I was I was thinking about crowbarring in there, but another great game that has dedicated uh shouting and screaming buttons uh is Boy. Chivalry 2. Oh baby, yeah. I'm excited to hear about your thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah, so I want to get I, w- I want to try to get some more people into it. Um, I was a big fan of Chivalry One back in the day. It's a first person slash third person medieval combat game that's set up basically like a a big like capture the flag style set of maps. Um, where it, it's like the it's either like 32 or 64 people in a match like split evenly across teams and you'll play like essentially a medieval soldier and pick a bit of a loadout and a class type. And then you just run forward hitting C to just make your guy or lady inarticulately (laughs) scream at the top of their lungs. Everyone else hits C as well as they're running forward. And then you get your head cut off by someone who came at you from your left. Oh yeah. I, I will say I haven't bought Shiv two yet. I am I'll say I'm not a big fan of the Epic Game Store. I have my own issues with with Epic Mm -hmm. and stuff. I also have issues with Valve, to be fair. But uh, I've obviously been a lot more invested in Steam, and I am a lot more in dislike of of Epic generally. But seeing a lot of a lot of our groups, and especially you, you leading the charge, Stu, with Chivalry Two, and and the times that I've had play because like I haven't played a lot of Shiv One. But the times that I did play it, and I was usually playing it solo, but even just playing it solo, I had some ridiculously fun times with that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. And part of it is due to the fact that the, the combat is is really, can be a combination of incredibly hectic, chaotic, and just fast-paced, and also really calculating, because you're you're doing a variety of like horizontal, vertical, or stab are your three main types of attacks. And so you need to combine those with like, you know, you could swing from the left or swing from the right. And do you do an overhead or do you do a charged up overhead? And when other people are attacking you, do you try to like, do you try to just just block them? Or do you, when they're taking a swing, do you try to guess at which type of swing they're going to do so you can get like a parry and a quicker hit on them? So there's like, there's a lot of like fighting game style tech in there, but it's also combined with the chaos of 64 people who are all fighting each other. So you can be having a, an incredible one-on-one and then someone can come in from the side, like hit you in the head with a chicken that they've thrown at you and then set you on fire. And <laughs> it, it's, it's super chaotic. It's, I, I played a bunch yesterday. Um, I'm going to play a bunch more this weekend, but it's just really, really fun. Um, I, I got way into Shiv one back in the day and I wasn't, I, I never got to be like a really great duelist in that game, but I always, I always felt like I had a good, I did well in the melees, and part of it is that because you're swinging like a big sword or an axe or a mace around, 
part of the combat in the game is you need to like kind of lean into it. So as you swing from right to left, you'll get a hit quicker if you also turn your character with the mouse to the left. Oh, that makes because sense. then the tip of your sword is coming out in front of you faster that way. So if you've ever watched Hajime no Ippo, you essentially start doing going into combat in Chivalry 2 like you're doing a Dempsey roll. Just moving <laughs> your shoulders back and forth. So yeah, that that's I, I I played it a bunch yesterday. It was really fun. Um there's a really fun meta going on right now where everyone fucking hates archers. Okay. There's a there's a dedicated one of the dedicated yell options is uh, some variation of kill the archers. <laughs> oh. And because hey, the, hey, it's me- it's a medieval combat sim. So if you're trying to have like a cool duel with someone, and you're like, oh, you're ch- exchanging bullets, you're trying to find an opening, and then plunk, someone hits you with an arrow on the shoulder, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking get that guy, and then you just sprint off and try to take down the archer. Um. So there's a, there's a fun little current going through, especially people who are streaming chivalry, where they'll just shit on archers all day and call them cowards. <laughs> and playing an archer is really fun because you'll start plinking dudes with arrows. And I haven't unlocked like the good bow. Um, I, I should mention briefly, the weapons are all are almost all great in chivalry. Um, no one weapon is better than any other. They just have different, you know, stats to them. So it's not like, oh, I'm using the starter bow. It's bad. Like the starter bow shoots faster, but does less damage. There's a crossbow that does a ton of damage, but of course takes a while to load. So there's always good options. But when you got like the tiny bow and you manage to plink a knight in, in like the side and the knight sees you and starts just gunning for you, you pretty much either have to draw your dagger and then try to duel someone with a great axe with a dagger uh, or run away like a huge coward, like I do, <laughs> and then jump over someone else in your group who then has to take on that knight. So it's it's real fun. I'm having a great time. Um, I guess the only other thing I'll mention really briefly um, is I'm rereading uh, the Ancillary series by Anne Leckie, which is an excellent uh, sci-fi book series. So you should all read that too, but I'll leave it at that since I already talked about chivalry. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an interesting one. Yeah, I'm looking at gameplay of it now, and it does it does look pretty interesting. A medieval, yeah, just combat game like this. Mm-hmm. And one, yeah, one big advantage of Chivalry Run, oh, sorry, Chivalry Two over One, that any item you have, you can just throw it. Oh, uh, uh, that's actually pretty wild. That is pretty I cool. That. Yep. So as you're as you're sizing up people, or say you're running towards a big line full of dudes. If you've got a good secondary weapon, you can just take your axe and just huck it in front of you. And there are definitely <laughs> points where you'll you'll get into a melee with someone, they'll get set on fire, and as they're backing up, you throw your shield at them to get that final hit. There's Damn. fucking Captain America of them. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's all like it's all like ugly throws. <laughs> so it's all just a, a, like just just a person just going and just whipping like whipping a shield forward sideways at someone like not even Captain America just I'm gonna throw this heavy thing um, scream I, in I, the discord or into the fucking in-game voice chat just Steve Rogers bitch <laughs> and hey one one thing it's definitely got over Mort How, which is a, another game like that from last year is that it is not immediately incredibly toxic so that's been great <laughs> that's definitely good Gotta love it when you can get it in the yep. gaming space. <laughs> uh. Goodness. Well, 
I'll get mine out of the way real Ooh. quick because my recommendation for the week is play EDF. I know, I know, I, I know. I already talked I about it. Flies it was, or, but you know, I gotta put it out there because you know what? As as good a series as it is, and as much as I think it's, it feels like a game to me that should have more of a fan base than it does. But it feels like the fan base is kind of small. But I don't know. It doesn't feel like what a lot of people talk about, and I feel like more people should talk about it. So that's why I'm gonna just I'm gonna double down. Get EDF. Doesn't matter which one. Just get one. <laughs> I'll say at least if you haven't tried EDF, you should try EDF because for people it clicks with, it clicks hard and you'll also at least get an appreciation for just how big and goofy it is. Oh yeah, it, it's, for it's, sure. It's, I, I, in the end, did not enjoy feeling sick playing a game, so I don't think it's for me, but I do really appreciate it from a distance. That's the thing, because I feel like if it weren't for that, Stu, I feel like you would fucking love it. It feels like when I play it, I'm like, man, this seems like a game Stu would be extremely into. But yeah, that's that's definitely an element I can understand why people would have maybe a hard time with. But it's still really good. <laughs> when it makes two out of the four people on this podcast sick, you know it's going to be a polarizing game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay, that's true, but polarizing at least in terms of getting through the experience, because both of you have had very good things to say about it. Yeah, to be fair. Hmm. I have good things to say about a lot of, uh, I I have enjoyed a good carnival ride on occasion. I have still (laughs) puked at the end of those rides. (laughs) All right, fair. Yeah, that's me. Um, I mean, I'm not technically complete. I haven't completed this yet, but I'll I'll say it anyway. Uh, so I guess I need to put in a bit of context. Uh, lately, I've been playing uh quite a bit of Dead by Daylight recently. I've oh nice. I've talked about it on here before. Uh, it's basically yeah. There's uh, it's a game of like five people. Uh, one person's the killer. Uh, four people are the survivors. And the killer's job, obviously, is like try to kill the survivors. The survivors is trying to uh, repair generators so they can escape this area where they're like trapped in. Um, but I guess, yeah, the, so like that'll be like, I guess, a part one of my recommendation is go play that yeah. game. Pretty fun. Well, I'll just mention too, like, if, if uh, you guys haven't heard much about it before, like, there's a lot of neat killers that they've added in, like, characters from it, like, you can play as like a bunch of different like classic like they have a bunch of like their own characters that they've created but there's also like uh ghostface and uh like you know a bunch of other like freddy krueger leather faces in it yeah yeah but they've also got like pyramid head from silent hill and there's nemesis now from Mm -hmm. resident evil and uh they've also got like fuck what's what's other cool ones uh yeah michael myers from the classic halloween franchise uh jigsaw uh like the pig from Saw franchise, right? Nemesis isn't out quite yet in a few days, oh, but uh, that is like that is like the newest big. T- well, he's he's out yeah, on like the, the PTV, test, right? Yeah. Sorry. The the play test thing, right? Yeah. Oh yes, the testing for like the main game, yeah. Yeah. So he's out on that. Uh not not for like the general public though. Um, trying to think, who else is a really good one? I think someone said Freddy Krueger. Demogorgon from uh, Oh yeah, Stranger yeah. Things. Stranger Things is in there. Yep. Um it's it, the only one that they definitely won't get 
uh, is Jason. Yeah, like Jason Voorhees, because he has his own game. Yeah, which he has is, his own game that's that's in a lot of ways right now. kind of a similar structure, but not the same. Definitely not the same game. I, I would say it, it is it is impressive how quickly um, Dead by Daylight seemingly is turning into a game where every single villain is going to end up. Like I would not be surprised if at some point the Xenomorph shows up. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the Smash universe of a horror game. Like they're trying to like create this just world where like every major horror killer slash like person who's trying to survive from that killer is just in oh, and yeah. they're they're yeah they're coming a long way well because yeah. that's the thing too because we talk about the killers but there's also a lot like from all those franchises we've mentioned there's also like you know the other like the survivor like the the characters who are trying to oh, like, yeah. get through the whole situation Lori like, Stroh yeah. from the michael myers franchise quentin from how Hall- not halloween uh Freddy Krueger's world, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, um, Leon oh, and Jill from the Resident Evil franchise. Who characters. was it from Stranger Things that they had? I think it was Nancy. Mike, Nancy and uh, who was the other guy? Steve Harrington. Oh, Steve Harrington, right. Yep, they've got like Ash from Evil Dead. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about too. that. Yep, he's in there. Um, I think it's Bill King, from Left Oh yeah, Bill Dead. from Left 4 Dead. Yep. Yeah, they got some really yeah. cool characters in there. Um, so th- yeah, that's part one of my recommendations. Yeah, go play that game. But um, the main thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so lately over the last month, I've actually been like kind of recording my own stats for this game. Okay. So like uh so for example, like the main things I've been tracking is like uh so again, if you're playing Survivor, your main goal is your goal is to escape the killer. So like I've been tracking have have I escaped that game? Uh, which killer is it like as in like which killer is like I'm just trying to figure out uh, against who I play is like who's most popular like what rank were they what perks were they running uh, did I like rank up was I found first and so like over the last month I've been like tracking these stats uh, I'm gonna stop at like 100 games I'm at like 86 now so I'm o- almost almost at the end but like it was just kind of like something different to do. Just like, uh, cause I'm sure we've all been there. It's like, I wonder, uh, uh, in the game that I play, obviously like the, co- the creators will like of almost any game will track their own stats. Uh, so they can like balance the game and stuff. But like you as a player, I think it would be really cool if more people just kind of like track their own stuff to see like what they personally go up against. Hmm, interesting so is it to like understand like i mean, i guess i guess some of it for like your own sort of like, it, yeah just kind of like my own <laughs> yeah my own statistic checking just kind of like i thought it w- it'd be fun just like because i just have like a notepad open on my phone and i just literally have like game one uh did i escape no uh which killer was it it was freddy were they rank one yes or like they rank one what perks did they have so I just like been copying that formula for the past 86 games. And yeah, I just think it'd be cool. Like, oh, I, who, uh, me as a player, who do I go up against the most? Oh, I think Freddy so far has been the most popular killer that I go up against. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Cause like the thing, like I know a lot of games will like, and there's a lot of services you can use too. That'll let you see like your stats for a lot, particularly like online games like that. Oh, yeah. But tracking some of those statistics like there's like things you're tracking that like a lot of those don't though like which 
which characters are like you know enemies are you most like going up against like what are like your other like opponents most picking and like what strategies are they sort of employing that's kind of neat in a way yeah uh the only thing like the only thing it is like sometimes i just want to play the game casually and like it is kind of like slightly annoying like oh i gotta get my phone gotta record this uh i I don't record every game because like some games like people on my teammate quit sometimes the killer quits sometimes the game ends in like five seconds because the killer just stomped us so i try to get like the real like genuine games for for the most part the real game yeah damn that's pretty cool yeah Hmm. just something different i thought i'd try and a lot of people who play fighting games will do stuff like that well, they'll oh, yeah. look for they'll look for their matchups. They'll look for like if they are consistently losing, and then I, I don't think Dead by Daylight has this, but like a lot of fighting games will have like a, like a lab setup where you can go in and go, all right, I'm losing a lot to Zangief, so I need to figure out how to defend against like a really tough Zangief doing grabs, and they can tell the game, all right, do a bunch of grabs on me, and I'll try to defend. So yeah, going going away to do that yourself is some dedication. You, you might be <laughs> alpha gamer here in this podcast. I don't know. It was just like, because a part of me, for the most part, yeah, it's just like simple things I'm tracking. Yeah. And like, I'm just copying this formula, pasting it. So it's like, yeah, just game one, game two, game three. And I don't know. It was just like, it just started on a whim. And I'm like, I just wanted to keep it going. I don't think I'm going to keep going after 100 games. It was just, that's just kind of like, oh, hey, this is a cool milestone to like get to. Hmm. It's a neat little experiment, though. Yeah. Well, fly. Yeah. Oh God, is it my turn? What do you have? Oh God, balls in your court. Uh, okay. Um, you know, I'm as much as to... this normally would fall to Stu, you are the anchor for this week. Uh-huh. Um, I will recommend the game Omori. Oh. Um, I was going to talk about it today, but that's all right. Um, I'll just put it in the recommendation corner. I really, really really like this game um i am a little late to the party it did come out i think last fall or december or something like that so i'm a little late but it's very good it is a uh psychological horror uh role play game and i really i don't know it's so hard to describe without it kind of going into spoilers but the general gist is you've got your main character um uh it the game opens with your you as the character omori and you are in this white space there's nothing there um and eventually you are able like after the first like 10 minutes you are able to leave it and you enter this like very beautiful brightly colored dream world and you as you progress with the dream world you learn a little bit more about like this world and um and eventually you end up waking up and you realize that this world is a created made-up world for our real main character sunny and you see a lot of parallels between Sunny's life and what he's created in this dream world. And I 
it's it's a framing device for struggles and i won't it, like it, it it's not a spoiler at the beginning of the game when you load up the game every time there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the game that says uh there are heavy themes of anxiety depression and suicidal ideation in this game do not play this game if these topics disturb you or upset you and the game goes into a lot of um like deep dives into um, the psyche of Sonny and how he's created this dream world and the parallels between what's going on in his life and how he's coping with it in this dream world. And I loved this game so much for how it took this, it was such a simple idea and then it just goes the complete opposite way and i know a lot of people said that this is just a beautiful send up to the mother series um i never played any of the mother games so i don't know but i've heard you know good things and it's a very fair comparison from what i've heard and i highly recommend it there are five different endings. I managed to get the good one first try. So, nice. yeah, downhill was, from here. <laughs> yeah, and it was all down. It's literally all downhill from here. Every other ending is horrible. Damn. Yeah, and I only learned after I finished the game that Omori, the name comes from the phrase Hikikomori. Oh. Um, and that's where the name comes from. And for those who don't know, um, Hikikomori is the Japanese term for a shut-in. Someone who's completely stopped going outside of their house, doesn't talk to anybody anymore. They might as well not exist anymore because they are just like, they never leave the house. And uh, it, I, I remember after I finished it, I had to like get high and watch It's Always Sunny to recover. <laughs> because it, yeah it's really heavy and it's abs it's absolutely not for everybody there's a lot of stuff in there that's really hard to uh to read and experience when you play the game um but i highly recommend it if you're able to play games with that sort of content i've heard some very good things about it and it's uh it's definitely seemed intriguing. I might have to check it out at some point. Mm -hmm. I I really I like definitely go in just like so don't like go in thinking like oh it's gonna like make me super depressed. Just go in play without looking up anything like and try not to use a guide in my opinion. Um, oh. yeah, because just like knowing that like. Not that people refer to the certain endings with a specific term. Um, they are referred to as uh, neutral endings or bad endings. But then there's like specific phrases that go along with them so that you know which type of neutral ending it is. Um, and that can give away what those are. So I, uh, if you so play it, definitely try to avoid using a guide when you can. Um, I made the mistake when I first played this game where I thought it was purely going to be story driven. 
Um, and even though there, there were the RPG elements, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Turn-based fight, 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 I'll go. And then I realized it's, and then like there was a, at one point I lost a battle and then it said game over and I didn't realize. Oh, no. Yeah, like I didn't realize at that point that it was supposed to be a serious RPG. I thought it was just like <laughs> there for the fun of it. Um, <laughs> and the time enemy leans over slits throat game over <laughs> yeah exactly i thought it was supposed to be i thought it was just a walking simulator for the story so oh that showed me damn you <laughs> you were forcefully uh introduced to the fact that you are in fact mortal in this world <laughs> yep a hundred percent like oh this this is serious i gotta get my my gamer hat on yeah i had to i i had to start grinding at some point because i got stuck the bosses got too hard <laughs> yeah gotta get on your your wrist support get the chair lean back get get your uh get your sinful mountain dew oh god <laughs> well I think on that note, though, I think it's time we we take the gamer hat off for a few minutes and we oh. say <laughs> that our 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 lovely listeners a good farewell as we come to the close of yet another another week on the balcony, yet another episode. Well, thank you guys for coming to join us again this week. Oh yeah, we always appreciate you guys listening and always appreciate our guests for joining us. I'm sure it's fun talking. It is. <laughs> Yep. It is. It's fun talking with you guys. Oh yeah. There yeah, you go. It um this helps me feel like we're doing something in quarantine, you know. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's uh it's a good time and I uh, it's it's something fun to look forward to every week and we hope you you look forward to it with us and yeah, thanks to good old Zoo Blackbird Bell for the use of our intro and outro music. Yeah, go check him out. He's a pretty cool guy. He is pretty cool. Um, you can find him on uh, SoundCloud uh, or SoundHound? No, SoundCloud. Uh, <laughs> you had it right okay. the first time. Yeah, I did. First time. SoundCloud, Twitter, SoundHound, Spotify, uh, Spotify as well. And Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Definitely check out the Bandcamp. I think he's all, he's on Twitter too. Uh, at Blackbird Bell. Uh, we are also on Twitter at balcony underscore banter as we uh, shamefully, shamefully <laughs> or shamelessly, I should say, uh, shared it out. I had no shame. Much further, uh, much Mentioned earlier in this episode. But I am also going to shamelessly plug uh, my own Twitter at Big D the Wizard. Oh. I'm posting some more art, and you should come check it out and say hi. You can check out uh, the next project um, that uh, we're all going to be evolving, in, which is Soundhound. Uh, currently looking for a good, for a, a good artist, a graphic design artist, to do a. We're thinking beagle or husky for the logo. <laughs> there we give go. me a beagle with a big cigar. Thousand, thousand yard stare. Not too far off from how I draw bees. Yeah. <laughs> Quite fitting that he would be the one repping Soundhound, anyways. But uh, thanks for joining us this week, folks. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. Stay sexy.